are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Zesty. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Soak Pod. In this episode, I'll be talking about how the Phoenix Suns will win the 2021 NBA Championships. Um, so, without further ado, um, let's jump right into it. And starting with last night's game, we saw Trey Youngless Hawks beat the Bucks. Um, the bu- so now the series for them is tied 2-2. Two to two. It could swing either way, except, as we all know, Giannis went down with an injury midway through the game when the Hawks were already slightly up and ended up blowing out the Bucks without Trey Young, led by Lou Williams, obviously. He used to be a six-man. And yeah, um, it was quite surprising to see Giannis go down, another casualty of the so someone taken out by injuries during these playoffs during this NBA season in general. It's pretty sad to see like how many injuries happen and hopefully he gets well as soon as he can. But yeah, Chris Middleton couldn't step up like he did before. Still quite an inconsistent player. Um, I guess the other role players in the Bucks are still decent, but no one can really step up and take Giannis's role. And they ended up losing by quite a bit. For the Hawks, even without Trey Young, their role players all stepped up. Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Lou Williams, of course. And yeah, everyone put in some Clint Cabela. All of them put in some good work. And yeah, those mostly pretty young team ended up being the Hawks and the series is tied. To me, it seems like Giannis' injury is slightly more serious than Trey Young's given, I guess, how they both went down, given that Trey Young went down a game earlier. So I could imagine seeing Trey Young coming back and being more healthier relative to Giannis um, throughout the rest of the series. And in turn, because Giannis is basically the Bucks MVP, does he's contributes so much to them. While Trey Young he contributes a lot, but their young player, their young role players have been pretty consistent throughout these playoffs. And that's why I still I think the Hawks will end up beating the Bucks. Um probably in six or seven games, I'd say. I'd best estimate is seven games, since the teams are still quite closely matched without their star players and with Trey Young possibly returning a bit sooner than Giannis, I think Trey Young should and then and the Hawks should be able to prevail and make their first NBA finals in quite a while. In terms of the Western Conference, um, we know that the Suns went up 3-1, and now the, the Clippers won last game. Paul George exploded for a vintage performance, and they're up 3-2. Well, the Clippers redeemed themselves from all their previous failures and blowing leads by coming back from 3-1. There's obviously a chance. Um, apparently Kawhi Leonard is game-time decision for tonight's Game 6, but I wouldn't really count on it given... The kind of injury he has, and I, and some sources are saying his out. Some are saying game time decision. But for now, I wouldn't count him being close to a hundred percent. And even if he comes back, I don't think it'll be that much contribution, as compared to the rest of the Clippers team, the underdogs who have played the entire series, all five games, and close out the. The Utah Jazz, they all played together, so they should have tip um, peak chemistry. And yeah, I don't really think Kawhi should rush to come back, but if he's like 90%, I think maybe. But given his injury history and his age, I just wouldn't really take the risk. But of course, maybe if the if the Clippers might need a spark off the bench or down 20 going to do like the third quarter, then maybe. If Kawhi's healthy enough, but for now, 
the Clippers should look are still a solid team, but obviously they're the Suns are much more talented, much better built as a team. They have actually a center, and yeah, with those Zubach and Leonard, like last game, they did a pretty solid job. A lot of good adjustments by um, Tyron Lue, except I don't think it's that sustainable. And I think Monty Williams, great coach who got the Suns to second seed this season, will definitely, definitely um, use. I think. This is the Suns game to win game six, and I'm pretty sure it'll be quite an easy win given the injuries that happened to Clippers and should be advanced to NBA Finals. Of course, in the NBA Finals, we have two quite young teams, um, obviously the 2018 draft class, that number one pick in DeAndre Ayton compared to the, I guess, number four, number five pick, Trey Young, one of the best draft classes in a while, and they got a bunch of young players on both sides as well. Um, you can see Kevin Herter, um, I think DeAndre Hunter, uh, Clint Capella is still quite young. Um, uh, and yeah, overall, still quite a young team. I guess they don't really ha have a star veteran, but they're still a very solid team. So Gallinari might be a quite a veteran by now, I guess. Whereas on the Suns, it's quite a young team. Devin Booker, still quite young, I think. I think 22 years old, um, 24 years old. Um, but they have Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is very solid for getting pretty old, but great leadership. And it would be cool to see him in his first NBA Finals. And given that matchup, I think it should be quite an easy win. Even though Trey Young, a superstar, can average like 30 and 10 easily. And he might not be a hundred hundred percent compared to before. I think, I think those um, Hawks will still put up a decent fight. They're a young, hungry team. The first time there, even though that might be a bit of nerves, they literally have nothing to lose. They're not like a big three. They, they aren't a team filled with lottery picks or whatever. It's just Trey Young's only lottery pick, and the rest of the squad are very solid players like John Collins, um, yeah, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter. DeAndre Hutner, Clint Capella. It's not really there weren't really high expectations, just a fourth seed in uh in this year's East, which is a bit weaker than usual. And yeah, they don't really have too much expectations, so there really aren't isn't too much pressure, so I assume them to, to still play pretty well, not really crumble or anything. The Suns, they might have a bit more pressure because they faced injury riddled teams all the way through. Such as um AD and LeBron was a bit off round one. No Jamal Murray for the um, Nuggets in round two. And right now, no Kawhi for the whole series. And there's they couldn't close out game five. So, yeah, a bit more pressure, but overall, like Devin Booker can, in terms of offensive potential, close, close closely matches Trey Young. Whereas Chris Paul, another very solid offensive option, as well as a facilitator. You could command the floor on both sides, and they're effective. Um, but I think for the first time, um, DeAndre Aiden will have a solid defensive matchup, a matchup against him and Clint Capella. Clint Capella is like can match him in size. Can is not like Kristaps in that he's only a shooting center or whatever. He's more of a traditional center as well. So it'd be pretty interesting to see that matchup overall. But it's just the Suns team is way too stacked with offense and wings and
very solid options all the way through, whereas the Hawks are just a bit too young, maybe peaked a bit too early, but I don't think they'll be coming back anytime soon, so hopefully that they can make the most of the final the finals um, experience, but for now, I do think the, the Phoenix Suns are clear favorites to win the championship, given the Bucks' injuries and all that, and how the Hawks will probably beat the Bucks. And it's pretty cool to see Chris Paul finally get that ring, Dem Booker get his first ring at a kind of young age. Um, Phoenix Suns have been quite unlucky throughout all these years, and the first time they've been black in the playoffs in like a decade, they win a championship. That'll be pretty awesome for Phoenix. Uh, and a bunch of role players who kind of kind of deserves a ring, like Jay Crowder, been through a bunch of teams, and finally getting it would be cool. Um, I guess Dario Saric, originally part of the process, got traded around a bit, and now he's part of the Suns, and it's cool to see him get the roster um, good a ring before the process. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Who thought he'd be the first one to get a ring? Like he, people don't see see him as a guy to build around. Rather, maybe it's easier to build around Luca or Trey Young from that draft, like one year or two years after. But but after his one of the best emerging All Star could be an All Star in the few, next season or a few seasons after. A very solid center who ex, who has gr- exposes his mismatches quite well. That's really cool. And yeah, just cool players all the way through. Pretty young players, and. Yeah, overall, it'd be nice to see if the Suns win a championship. And that should be it for the NBA updates. Like, I don't really think I should do any more podcasts of NBA stuff since Phoenix is pretty much clear-cut favorite. Gonna easily win the championships now. But, I guess, who would be the finals MVP? It'd be hard to say, but I think if Chris Paul... Chris Paul's still healthy, like... Strange since he's usually the one getting unluckily injured, but if luck persists and Chris Paul is still healthy, I'm pretty sure he'll get finals MVP. Unless Devin Booker explodes for crazy performances, but I think given Trey Young's lack of defensive ability and and they could always switch Devin Booker or Chris Paul on them, but I think CP3 deserves the ring, deserves the final MVP after everything has been through. Um, and I think CP3, like, he can lead this the Suns through whatever the Hawks throw at them. He's their leader, and he'll be a pretty good contributor to them. Um, it depends. It depends on how much Booker scores, but I think it'll be Chris Paul, and it'll be really cool to see him because he deserves it. So yeah, um, in terms of the Euro updates, um, yeah, um, the quarterfinals have just been concluded, and a lot of upsets actually have happened. Uh, I guess the biggest one being that the group of death, I think group F, um, overall, everyone's out. France, Germany, and Portugal, all out. And they were the relative favorites in their games, kind of. Um, it was Belgium versus Portugal. I think Belgium was the highest ranked team, but I'm not too sure it could be Portugal as well going into the, this tournament. Portugal was only the third seed, only qualified out of, I guess, having a win and a draw. So, and Portugal did kind of dominate most of the game in terms of possessions, a lot more passes. Um, 
and it seemed like they missed up a lot of opportunities. Um, uh, um, they do have a very stacked lineup, except yeah, they just couldn't convert their opportunities. Whereas um, the Belgium side, they had very few opportunities relative to Portugal. Um, <laughs> only one shot on target, six shots overall. Well, Portugal had twenty-three shots, and yeah, Portugal couldn't convert. And the one time Thorgan Hazard had an opening. He sniped one in, and that was the only goal, and it was pretty cool to see a very close game, very intense game, and Belgium going through. I think Belgium's time, their golden generation right now, I think they do deserve a victory. Um, they came pretty close in the um, semifinals of the World Cup, ended up third place, and now Euros, I think it's their time to shine. Um, I wouldn't, don't know who's going to get in their way. I think their main competition now, given all those upsets, is Italy. Like, Italy, complete turnaround. I guess ever since their 2006 victory in the World Cup, and they haven't really made too much noise in the consequent, subsequent Euros, World Cups, etc. I don't think they qualified for the last one, I'm not too sure, but you know, they don't have the big star players, like, um, they don't have the star power relative to before, but they still have some decent stars, like I guess Shalini, their main veteran. Um, I guess their goalie, um, Donnarumma, he's pre still pretty young, and he's like very solid for. He's been very solid for a national team so far, which is pretty cool. Um, and overall, um, I guess most of the roster is a bit younger than before, but they still are able to beat Austria two to one easily. And overall, they're undefeated in the tournament, won all their games. Um, Defense is top top notch. Haven't conceded more than one goal, but overall, um, as we can tell, it seems like they're a very solid team. Even though they haven't really faced a top team yet, like Portugal has faced a top team through multiple times, and we saw those results. But Italy hasn't faced one of those top teams yet. But so far, they look very solid, and definitely one of the favorites given their solid play against mediocre to um, mid to like mid-tier teams, they're able to do their job. And yeah, of course they got this done in OT. I'm pretty sure a lot of these games went to went to OT, which was very intense and one of the better Euros we've seen so far. Um, I guess in terms of Wales and Denmark, although Wales had... I guess people weren't expecting too much of Wales overall, um, and yeah, they got stumped 4-0 by Denmark. I didn't really expect a huge stomp like this, but I guess everyone's the whole team's doing it for Ericsson. Um, they didn't really dominate the whole game. They both had similar amount of shots, except I guess Denmark had more shots on target, a lot more shots on target, eight to one. Similar possession numbers, and overall, yeah, the Harry Wilson gold card, red card in the ninety minutes didn't really matter that much, and Denmark advances to quarters for Netherlands and Czech Republic. Obviously, a big upset, and I guess something that catalyzed it was the Matthews delete. Um, he ended up getting a red card in the fifty-fifth minute, and soon, like 10, 15 minutes later, the Czech, the Czech Republic got their first goal, then the second goal, and two-zero, and pretty much that happened there. Obviously, um, their big names on the Netherlands didn't show up. Quite unfortunate, but they're still quite a young team, so. I'm pretty sure they'll be back 
for the World Cup and the next Euros, and I think they'll be a, a really solid team in those, and they should be pretty solid, um, given that they're still a lot of big-name players, still very young, like Frankie de Jong, Memphis Depay, and yeah, I'm, I'm not too upset. It's not like this was their last opportunity or anything, but it's kind of upsetting that they got upset. In terms of Croatia versus Spain, another big classic game. Obviously, um, the own goal that everyone thinks that Spain would choke. Like people weren't really t too sure of who which side was better since Croatia World Cup finalists. They were had a pretty dominant lineup, like Luka Mod led by Luka Modric. Obviously, I think Mandzukic couldn't play this game, and not too sure what happened to Rakitic. I think um, he was injured or something like that. But uh, overall, yeah, is uh, Spain led three to one, then three three, thanks to a ninety second minute goal. Then in OT, there extra extra time, there are two more goals, and. Morata with the game-winning goal, which is pretty cool seeing that he was struggling recently domestically compared to his ex that what other people were expecting and him scoring the game-winning goal, that was pretty cool. And yeah, that was a pretty intense, high-scoring, fun-to-watch game. Obviously, Spain, um, Iniesta, Xavi, gone. Casillas, not the goalie anymore. And surprisingly, De Gea, Davi De Gea, um, he wasn't their goalie, starting goalie, because I think he picked up an injury in training prior to this. So, the big, you know, Spain doesn't really have much, too many big names as before, but still have a team of very solid players, very strong players. I'm not sure if they'll win this whole Euros overall, but if their team s continues to perform well together, and if it seems like they have a pretty, pretty decent path to the finals given everything that happened in their side of the bracket. They should have a pretty decent chance of advancing to the finals, in my opinion, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the next game, obviously France-Switzerland, very intense game. Another 3-1 lead by France. Blown on the 90th minute and 4-5 penalties. They lost. Mbappe couldn't convert a penalty, which was unfortunate, and Switzerland ended up winning. A very intense game, as always, of course, and yeah, Benzema, Pogba, they both showed up, did pretty well. Um, overall, France obviously, obviously dominated more than double the shots of Switzerland, but of course, unfortunately, they couldn't convert and lose. So, yeah, unfortunate to see the defending World Cup champions lose, but is what it is. Another upset. England, Germany. I think it was meant to be a pretty close game, predicted. Like Germany might have the edge, but they're not the same lineup as they did in like 2014 or World Cup or like the 2016 Euros or whatever. Like they still have solid players like Muller, um, Thomas Cruz. Like they they don't have Philip Lahm anymore. They don't have other solid players like before. They still have Neuer, but he's getting a bit old. I don't think he's as good as before, but he's still very good. Um, I guess now they have Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, but it doesn't seem like to me it doesn't seem like the classic like Boateng. Um, like I don't know. I I just don't feel like Germany is as threatening, as stacked as they were before. They're still pretty stacked, but compared to England, they're very closely matched as well. Um, of course, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, their strikers, they both scored. 
um, in the second half, giving them England a nice 2-0 victory over Germany. And yeah, they'll be one of the favorites to advance to finals as well. In terms of Sweden and Ukraine, um, yeah, um, they got upset. Um, Sweden went, I guess Ukraine scored, then Sweden tied it up, and then in the like buzzer beater in the second half of extra time, 121st minute, Ukraine ended up scoring. And of course, a 99th minute, minute red card didn't really help on Sweden's end, but overall, it was a very close game as well. Another extra time thriller, and another upset overall. So in terms of the whole bracket now, um, the the left side, which was, which, I think I I made a mistake. It wasn't. I, I made a mistake, and Spain th didn't have the easier side. So my my bad for that. But, um. For the left side, or just for one of the sides, we have um, we sorry um we have Belgium versus Italy, which will be a very intense matchup. Two of the favorites. I'm not sure who would win that one. Like Italy didn't really face any super strong teams yet, whereas. Belgium already beat Portugal. They, um, I think, had good matches against France and um, Germany as well. But given what happened in, um, I mean, they already won their group convincingly, and yeah. But given what happened to, um, I don't know, overall, like, it's just very unpredictable this Euros. But I think it'll be a very close and intense game. Star. Big star names on both sides. Um, in terms of Switzerland versus Spain, I don't think Switzerland can pull off another upset, so I'd give it to Spain. It would be pretty cool to see Switzerland make it to the finals, given the run they have to go through, like France, Spain, then either Italy or Belgium. If they make the finals, it would be very cool. A very Cinderella-like story, since they're one of the weakest teams on this side of the bracket. And yeah, but I think Spain's going to win. It'll still be a pretty close game, though. I don't think it'll be that convincing. On the other side of the bracket, we have Ukraine against um, England, and England's one of the favorites on this side. They have a very high chance of picking the finals, and yeah, I just think England much more dominant. They won 2-0 against Germany, which is pretty solid. So I think give England the edge. And finally, Czech Republic against Denmark. It's kind of unpredictable. Um, both sides have it showed up pretty good, but I think Denmark will edge them out. Um, I don't know, something tells me it could be Denmark's year as well. So, yeah. And that would be pretty intense, but I won't, I won't mind seeing either... I won't mind seeing Denmark go into the... or Czech, Czech Republic go into the finals as well, since the other side decided bracket with, I guess, England being the only big team left. That would be very cool to see. If they lose, then it could be either Ukraine, the Czech Republic, or Denmark advancing to Euro finals. And who would really have thought that would happen? So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. So yeah, overall, um, these are my these are my takes for the whole episode of the Euros and the NBA. Thanks for listening, and stay zesty.